Welcome to the Inner Source Podcast, hosted by the biggest brain in Maine. Well, certainly the biggest head, it's Saucy Dad. That's right. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, beautiful people of the universe, welcome back. Welcome back to the Inner Sauce Podcast. Episode 18, right? How's everybody doing, man? Hope you guys are all well. Hope you guys are all well. Anybody else out there uh, playing hot potato with viruses in your house at the moment? Pretty, pretty traditional in my household for the last 12 years or so since I've had children. We catch something and then we pass it to one another for, well, sometimes it's four weeks, sometimes it's eight weeks. And it's always pretty violent. <laughs> And this has been no exception. <clears throat> Wondering if, if that's true for everybody or is that like a cold weather state thing? I don't know. Let me know. Otherwise, been doing pretty good. I did, man, I did have a very interesting start to my day today. Had a lot of interesting days lately. Hospital stuff for both myself and my kids. But today, man, today was different. Um, I have found, while growing up, that when I am sick and dealing with particularly a fever, it's, it's almost more important that I do my little exercise routine than if I was not sick. Always felt like it helps kind of push it out of your system, you know? Or at least just gets you moving. I don't know. Gets your, your system going a little bit. So, I was doing some push-ups. Now, when I say exercise routine, I am talking very minimal, very basic... <laughs> I'm not going to be entering any CrossFit competitions anytime soon. But I do want to, you know, I like to be mobile, you know? I do a lot of stretching. But anyways, anyways, I was doing my little push-ups this morning. And I heard my notification on my phone go off for emails. Meaning I... You know, I got an email, but being in the social media world and all this, I get more junk mail than I care to even discuss. It's pretty wild. So by no means did I think anything of it. Almost didn't even hear it because I'm just, you know, so used to deleting them because they never mean anything. Very rarely they do. So I do make sure I at least see what they are, you know. But this time, yeah, I did not need to exercise to get my blood flowing. Wasn't necessary. 
I got done doing what I was doing. I just checked the notification to see if it was something I should open. And the first few sentences were, um, there have been reports of mass casualties at two main schools by the superintendent dot 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 meaning you gotta open it to see the rest and i'm you know i know i'm not the only one but i don't know if this is like an everybody kind of deal but i certainly i think i've even said it before on here it's always on my mind that fear because ultimately that's what all of this crap that um, our society is forcing on itself ends up in it ends up in casualties it ends up in somebody snapping and uh, yeah things like that happen all the time now all the time now so I opened this email with my heart in my butthole and uh, you know instantly just kind of dizzy and I don't know oh hey speaking of notifications I don't know if you guys could hear that or not but I should probably mute my phone um, yeah, so I opened the email and it started with, there have been reports of mass casualties at at least two main schools this morning at approximately 9, 10 a.m., blah, blah, blah. And I'm just, at that moment in time, you know, I'm, my thoughts are racing and, uh, the next paragraph said authorities believed and have now confirmed that these reports were hoaxes. I, uh, yeah, I had to sit down and let the old nerves settle for a while after that. It's something, you know, it's something I think about all the time. So as I opened it, I was just like, I always knew this was going to happen. What am I going to do? What's the next step? Um, you know, like anything that extreme, that catastrophic, you never know how you would respond until you're in that situation. I mean, you know, you think about it a lot, but you really don't know till it till you're faced with it. I have always said, and still firmly believe, based on my initial reaction this morning, that I would park my vehicle in the lobby of the school and uh, not wait for any discussions to take place and reasoning to be done with this person who is clearly past any desire to reason. But anyways, uh, yeah, that was, that was a very interesting start to the day. I did not need to exercise to get my blood flowing, apparently. Uh, I planned on doing my little routine and then coming right up here to record for a while. Ended up having to take about an hour to just come back to Earth. I was an instant 
fight mode. Um, man. I just, it makes me so sad for all of the people who experience that. You know, I remember very vividly when Columbine happened, and it was like, it almost had the same sort of sorrow and just shock value that 9-11 did. Now, I would never try to compare events like this. That's not what I'm doing. But as a little kid, which I was at the time of really both of those things, um, you know, I was 12 years old, I think, for 9-11, right? 13. 13 years old. Um... I just remember both of them being so shocking. So you're watching it on the news, but you can't really grasp what they're saying. You know, they're telling you what happened, but I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. You know, just kind of waiting for someone to say, Oh, we were mistaken. And this is fake or something. You know, I don't know. I just remember feeling very similar on both of those days, but now, now, I mean, the school, th how many times has that happened since Columbine? I don't know the numbers. I don't know the numbers. All I know is it has happened far too many times. And the threat, that's one of the things they said in the email is, even though these were hoaxes, there will be law enforcement officers in every school today, which, you know, we're not a very populated state or overly populated state so we have like if i had to guess maybe three four maybe five high schools that have a an officer there every day uh, my high school i never saw a cop or maybe once or twice they had to come arrest somebody for doing something that teenagers do but you get what i mean um you know i know a lot of places in the country that's just kind of standard procedure now to have a cop in the building at all hours of operation because that's how real and present the threat is, you know? And uh, it is, the threat is that real and the threat is more likely than ever before. And people want to blame guns. We've always had guns. We've always had guns. People just choose to ignore that it is all these very topics we have been discussing that result in these mass casualty events, that result in these, it's, it's truthfully hard for me to even say as a dad, but I just, you know, all the thousands of parents that have had to bury their children because there was a student who was so lost and just felt so helpless and felt so out of place and hated that that was their, in their mind, that was the best way to handle it. You know? Uh, and we ignore that. And we like to 
to blame, you know, well, what's going on here? What's going on there? It's immediately the parents' fault, which when all of my fellow parents can agree with me that, you know, the best parent in the world, that could, that could happen. That's just the reality. You could be the best parent in the world and that could happen with one of your kids, you know? Um, the fact of the matter is as they get older, you can't be involved in every moment of their day. You can't force them to tell you every moment of their day. If anything, by doing that, you're increasing the chances of them rebelling in a violent way, you know? You have to give them some independence. You have to let them breathe. They can't feel like they're under a microscope. That's no way to live. That's no way to live. Um, yeah, that was a very interesting start to the day. It's not what I plan on talking about today. And it's it's really not what I want to talk about today. Because um, after last week's episode and the feedback that I got from you guys, which was amazing, by the way. Thank you all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for for really investing yourselves in the message in what we're trying to do here, um, which is just really just awareness. You know, I'm just trying to, to be a relatable voice for people who feel like, am I the only one that doesn't think everything we're doing is insane? No, you are not the only one. There is in fact, many of us, we just don't happen to be the ones with the loudest voice. Our stage is a lot shorter and harder to find than the people preaching this madness. So, uh, I, I just, I thank you guys, you know, episode 18 and, um, man, yeah, the feedback has been incredible. You guys are always so always so transparent, but more than that, you're always, like I said, invested. You, you really, the comments, I get a lot of direct messages on several platforms. And, uh, I, I just, I thank you guys for that because it lets me know that I'm on the right path. You know, I told you guys, I'm always going to not that I'm always going to, but I, I own the fact that I definitely will misspeak again in the future. I know that I have in the past. I'm sure of it. Um, my intent will never waver. My intent is very, it's very black and white, man. Um, you know, my intent is... I think we've made it very apparent to this point. So yeah, thank you guys. Thank you for, for the feedback. Thank you for listening. And after that, after reading all the comments and seeing how many people agree and just, I don't think maybe some people are, but I, I think the majority are not scared to speak out on these issues. I think the majority don't have the energy to get into these discussions. For one, most of them are just so out there. They're just so out there. Uh, 
I don't know how you can't argue with everybody. That's for sure. You know, and finding somebody with that believes in some of what we're doing, finding somebody that has a reasonable approach and is willing to listen and subject themselves to maybe changing their idea or perspective. I I don't know. You know, there's people much smarter than I am, people with much larger platforms than I more than likely will ever have that do this every day and they can't find those people. So I don't know. I'm not sure how many of them exist. It's kind of hard to find reasonable people defending something so unreasonable, I suppose. Um, But yeah, man. uh, I am very involved, as you guys know, in the whole social media world. It's kind of what I do. So I try to keep my finger on the pulse, as I've said in the past. I like to try to keep my ears to the ground and just, you know, not be invested in it too much because that does no good. That does. I could very easily make myself go crazy if I paid any of it too much mind. But, um, I did scroll through some of my social medias this morning, just checking out the feeds. I have never on TikTok. I make, I make ghost videos, paranormal videos. That is the only thing on my page. I have almost a million followers on there. Um, never once done anything else. Never liked a video about any of the topics we talk about on here. Never followed one of the creators. Never, never given the app any reason to suggest anything like that to me. And yet, (laughs) when I tell you every fifth video, every fourth, fifth video was somebody live, somebody live on their channel with a green screen behind them that read a trans man taking questions about this, blah, blah, blah. Trans woman taking questions about this, blah, blah, blah. Um... Tell me, uh, one, of, one of the guys was, tell me why Christ isn't real. That one was kind of funny. I just, and I didn't give any of them more than a couple minutes. I just tried to get the gist of the idea, see how reasonable this content creator was before wasting any of my precious time on earth. <laughs> um, but yeah, that one was kind of funny. So... Somebody called, because his whole thing was, prove to me he's not real. Prove to me he's not real. And obviously, you know, somebody's, the first caller said, can you prove to me that he is real? He said, can you prove to me that he's not real? Well, you know, the burden of proof is not on the person claiming something exists, unfortunately. But somebody else then called and said, and this is, I guess, kind of where my mind's at with this whole religion thing. How do you prove to me that any of the other gods aren't real? I mean, you obviously, if you believe this story, this one story, 
then you believe none of the other gods are real. So this caller said, can you tell me how any of the other gods aren't real? And then I'll be able to tell you how yours isn't real. And he hung up on him. He just, no, that's not what we're doing. We're not doing that. So I, I just kind of chuckled and kept scrolling. I'm not denying there would be much better people to advocate <laughs> for, for these things. Um, but, you know. So the next one I got to. I think I took a screenshot of it. I definitely meant to if I didn't because I was just so blown away by the top. Okay, I did. So this is, and I, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's a girl, a young girl, probably 20s. And on her green screen, it says <clears throat> she has topics listed out. Number one says abortion should be legal. Okay. Number two says LGBTQ plus. Sure. Of course, right? Number three says, I do not believe in God. And then in parentheses, I am an atheistic Satanist. Oh, all right. This is, this is going well so far. And then number, what is this? Four? Cis is not inherently offensive. Now, don't know what cis is. You might want to sit down for this next part. I don't care. <laughs> I don't I don't care what's this. I don't care. <laughs> if I'm the only one, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, you know why? And this is what we're going to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen, guys and gals. I have had this thought recently. And this, you guys have heard me talk about how I see all these topics as like subtopics to the main issue, right? I picture, I picture a, a whiteboard in the center. You got a bubble that says division. Okay. And then from that bubble, there's lines drawn to a bunch of little bubbles. One says the trans movement. One says the feminist movement. The other says politics. The other says religion. The other says race, war on race. What you, there's so many of them now. Those are the, the main ones in my mind, but I'm sure I'm missing something. Anyways, I've really been thinking about the root of all this and where in our history we let it go this far. You know, I mean, I've said so many times, 20 years ago, I was 14. It was, it was like I was on a different planet compared to today. It's, I mean, it's not even, it's insane. Like it's, it's actually insane to think about the, the things that we're listening to arguments on at conferences and in courtrooms we are we are listening and giving actual attention to these fantasies to these like just made up realities i never saw i never absolutely never would have believed you if you said this would happen in my kids lifetime not me at 34 
I'm, it's it's remarkable. So, anyways, I've really been thinking about the root of all of this, and I want to keep religion out of it. I want to keep all of those things separate. Let's talk about humanity. Let's talk about us, our species, right? It had to start with two, right? It had, I mean, that makes the most sense to me anyways. And obviously, in order for procreation to happen, one had to be a man, the other had to be a woman. You know, like the man, the version of a man that has a, a, a wiener. And then the version of a woman that has, you know, the little hot pocket you put the wiener in. <laughs> and I just kind of think about what that looked like. You have to remember, there was they had no way to communicate. They had no way to talk to one another. There was no language yet. It was all just kind of moans and groans and pointing and blah 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 you know and yet they knew exactly what to do they knew exactly what to do without talking without any instructions without a manual they knew when they got close to each other they each felt a certain way their their instincts led them to having a child fascinating right and then i kind of continued on this little mental adventure through history after having that child the mother somehow knew that the, the child is supposed to eat from these things on my chest these 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 satchels of life <laughs> on my chest she knew she knew to feed the child she had life within her to give to this child and then the man sitting there quite useless at this point in the development, right? The family's journey. And except he wasn't useless because that mother giving life to that newborn child, well that mother needs life. Well how's she supposed to how's she supposed to eat? How is she supposed to eat? She's in this Let's call it a cave. I, I just picture a cave. She's sitting in the cave, feeding the kid. Well, she can't go get food. She's in no condition. She, she doesn't have, you know, she can't leave the child there unprotected. So what's the man do? Well, my guess would be he puts a giant rock in front of this thing to slow any predators down in case he's not right there and can hear a cry for help and well I mean somehow they knew these other creatures running around they don't look anything like us but somehow they knew 
to kill, to skin, to cook, and eat these things. Otherwise, you and I wouldn't be here looking at each other because they would have died. We, we know that now. But somehow they knew that then. And again, I'm keeping religion. I'm keeping all these, this, even Scientology. I'm keeping all of, them, all of that out of this. Let's talk about humanity. Okay? Humanity. They had instincts. They knew. They knew what to kill and what they needed to eat. They knew they needed water. They knew their role. How did they know that? How did they know that? If a man and a woman are not different, inherently different, how did they know that? How did they know that? So, what this whole thought was revolving around for me is this little theory that I've had. And I actually heard somebody else mention it. I'll bring that up later. But the absence of the hunt. The absence of the hunt has led us to where we are in society right now today. That is my take. That is my best guess. Somebody absolutely no education in the psychology field. No, really no education, period, if we're being honest. Um, you know, I learned a bunch of useless information in school like everybody else does. And then kind of uh, trial by fire after school, like everybody else does, generally speaking. So I'm not an educated man. However, I do feel like I have the gift of common sense and the ability to read people. And kind of, I've always kind of been able to see the root of something. I don't know why. But it's like my mind does this really quick little math problem almost with any situation that comes up. You name it. Any a conflict between people, whatever it is, I, for some reason, I always know, like, I bet this is what happened to start all this. I can't tell you how far that goes back, but I remember being, like, my earliest memories, I remember doing that in certain situations and just knowing where this started and then later that being confirmed that in fact I was right. So as although I am not formally educated by any stretch of the imagination, these are all opinions. Everything I say into this microphone is my opinion based on my experience, my personal feelings, which whether you like it or not, that's up to me to decide. Um, so the absence of the hunt. Think about this. We went from having to hunt in both the literal and the figurative form, okay? We had to hunt for food, but we also had to hunt for life. We had to, like, you know, hunt for shelter. We had to hunt to find water. We had to hunt to, man, for everything. 
And that honestly didn't, I mean, we've been losing it slowly over our evolution. But that didn't like drastically change, I feel, until about 20 years ago. What year, what year did YouTube start? I feel like YouTube started around like 2010. Right? Or no, 2008 maybe? I don't know. I don't know. You can't tell me the introduction of some of these things that we use today. You can't tell me it's just a coincidence that that's right when everything just started sliding downhill. You can't tell me that's a coincidence. You think about our natural instincts, human nature, human nature, okay? What we are, what we are as a species. I have always said, I, I have a deep resentment for the way that the human experience is put together today. I don't know why, I don't know where that comes from, but that is something that I have also had in me since a very young age. I just resent the fact that we trade this incredibly rare, nearly impossible gift of life for paper that these people just pull out of thin air. They just, you know, I'm trading my life for something that they can just print more of. You can't make that make sense for me. So, in that, there is this absence of the hunt. There is this, our purpose, what we are as, as a, a male human being, I have natural, natural instincts. Like, I could be the most faithful man in the world, which I am, I like to believe. <clears throat> I love my wife with everything I have. I would absolutely never step out on her. I can't control the fact that if I'm sitting there watching a movie with her and some young lady comes into a scene with, you know, some skimpy underwear on, it makes me feel some kind of way. That's not in my, that is not my choice to feel that way. That is what I am. <clears throat> I don't even agree with the term who I am. Because that makes it sound like that's how I was raised or that's what I was taught. No, it is what I am. It is what we are. And in what we are is a natural desire to explore, to to evolve, to, to love, to build relationships, to care for one another, to experience the spiritual aspects of life and, the, and earth and our connection with earth, which have all totally been eradicated from our lives, from our human experience today. There is no more hunt. I have no idea how to get to California. Literally 10 seconds from right now, I could. I could know exactly how to get there. I could plug it in, set it on my dashboard, shut my brain off, 
and just cruise control across the country if I wanted to. <clears throat> Absolutely zero satisfaction of adventure. I mean, I guess there is, of course, there's glimpses of it in that arc of a story, right? There's glimpses of it. Seeing new things, blah, blah, blah. But most of it's highway. Most of it's concrete jungles. Most of it's, most of it really amounts to nothing. Nothing that my soul desires. Nothing that what, what I am is going to be satisfied by. I didn't have to find my way there. I didn't have to, I didn't have to create transportation to get there. Nope. I trade a certain amount of my life and then I'm rewarded with this paper that I can then give to somebody to give me the ability to drive across the country. That's how that works. And all of that completely goes against human nature. There is no more hunt. So what's, what am I getting at here? What's my, what's my point? My point is just because you remove the hunt, you remove the, the necessity to hunt. We are what we are. Just because I have a, a lifelong mate, I'm still going to be, I'm still going to desire those things. Even, even if just on the surface, even if I don't act on it, the desire is still there. If you're being honest with yourself, if you're being transparent, okay, and you're owning it, the desire is still there. And you know it is. Man, men and women. It is not in your control. It is not a choice that you make to feel that way. It is what you are. Okay? Now, this is not an excuse for anybody to go cheat on their spouse, because I do firmly believe that that is a decision. That is a decision. Okay? To cross that line, that is a decision. I'm simply referring to that instinctual feeling you get when you see something like that. that because that is what we are. So without that necessity to hunt, what's my mind going to do? What is my mind, my body, my soul, that, that its very essence is craving this adventure, this, uh, sake, um, not sake, this sense the sensation of living what's my mind and my body and my brain without that what's it going to do it's not going to stop much like we're not just going to magically not be attracted to somebody we we also can't magically shut off our desire for the hunt there is no more hunt so what's our brain going to do Think about it, okay? Think about it. What is what is the purpose behind the hunt? What has the purpose behind the hunt always been? To solve a problem, right? Think about it. We're hungry. Well, we hunt for food. 
We don't want to be exposed to the elements anymore. Well, we're going to hunt for shelter. We want to build a family. We hunt for a spouse. We want to protect that family. We hunt for ways to do that. There's no more hunt. There's no more reason to hunt. There's no more reason to hunt. I mean, honestly, look at me, for instance. With what I'm doing now with the social media stuff, I literally, if I didn't want to, I don't have to leave my house ever. I don't have to leave this if I want to take it to an extreme and be really dramatic. And But this is very true. And honestly, this is more common than you might think. I don't have to leave this bedroom. I have this whole house, beautiful yard. I have no need. I have no no need, no uh, necessity to leave this bedroom. None. There is a, with just my thumb, I can get anything I need right to my door tomorrow, maybe the day after. Literally anything I can accomplish with my thumb laying on my bed. Food, there is no necessity for the hunt, but your brain can't just shut that off. That is what we are. The hunt is what we are. It is what life is supposed to be. Again, my beliefs, but you're going to have a hard time telling me otherwise, man. The human experience is supposed to be adventure and, and relationships. Adventure and relationships. Probably reverse that, well, definitely reverse that order. To me, the most impactful, the most significant thing we can do with our life, with our lives, is relationships people that's number one and then number two yeah like exploring adventure um connecting with the earth you know there used to be a an extreme appreciation for the ability to eat a meal and the sacrifice that an animal gave for us to eat that meal how long has that been extinct i i'm aware it exists <laughs> in a few places in the world, but you know what I'm talking about. It is certainly not common practice anymore. I mean, for one, most of what we eat isn't even a real animal, you know, so that has something to do with it. I guess we could um, thank the plastic factories for their sacrifice in giving us juicy poison burgers. My Just like we can't shut off our, we can't shut off our, our sexualities, right, as far as desires. We also can't shut off that desire to hunt. However, there's no more problems to solve. There's no more problems to solve. So what's your brain going to do, man? Are, are you with me yet? Our brain is going to find all of the problems it can find. The only problem with that is all of these problems are problems we can't do anything about. For one, more than likely they're on a too massive of a scale for one person to, to reason. 
for one person to reasonably be expected to make a difference with, right? And for two, most of them, most of them aren't really problems. They're, they're 2022 problems. They're not human nature problems. They are not what we are problems. They are the man-made human experience problems. So why is depression at an astronomical rate right now? Why is addiction? Why is this, all of these movements and racism and all, all of this division, why is it so successful? It gives us something to gravitate towards. We are all literally starving for something to hold on to, for something to make it, make us feel a sense of purpose. We are all starving for something to, to, to wrap our arm, arms around like a, like a telephone pole and just, oh, I got it. I got it. I'm, I'm going to stand by this and give it all I've got. And I'm going to hate anybody who is on the other side of the street hugging their telephone pole. I mean, we, we look so stupid. We really do. Politics, blah, blah. I mean, all of it, all of it, all those little bubbles that I talked about. It's just stupid. We are so much. We should be so much better than all of this. But because of what we've done to the human experience, it's all lost. It's all lost in our. It has all been lost in our evolution. All these amazing things that we've created, because they are amazing, you know, I mean, it's pretty wild. The things that people have invented and the capabilities that we have now, it is wild. But it, it has not done anything to enhance what we get out of life. Nothing. It has done the total opposite. The total opposite. Without that, without that problem to solve, our brain is still going to find problems. Except now, I don't, for one, I don't have time to solve them, right? And for two, all I have time to do is think about them. That's all I have time to do. All I have all the time in the world for my brain to just wander. That never used to be the case. We were always working on something. We always had a task. We had to build shelter and then fix shelter when the storm came through. We had to, you know, find a way to clothe and stay warm and eat. I mean, eating was a daily chore. It had to be. They had no way to preserve things or make things last or, you know. I honestly truly believe that all of it is our advancements that have led us to all of these, all these things are just a result of us losing that hunt. There is, there is no hunt anymore. The absence of the hunt has led us 
to this insane world that we live in today. I can, like I said, give me 15 seconds and I could be in my car on my way to California. No reason to ever stop moving or turn my brain back on beside getting gas. Literally. Swing through a fast food place every now. I have no reason. No reason. To use my brain. So then what? You can't shut your brain off. That's not how it works. Your brain doesn't have an, an off switch. So now, I'm on the highway to California with no task at hand. So my brain is still just searching for a problem to solve. That's what we are. Human nature. We are problem solvers. We find a task, we tackle it. We find a problem, we fix it. We, that's what we are. We are overcomers as a species. That is what we are. Not who we are. That is what we are. At our very, in our very essence. That is what we are. So now... You got people flying all over the place, driving all over the place. I mean, that's that's what we do. That is life. That's what it means to be human now, right? No. It's not, but it's what we do. It's what we have to do. So, I mean, you hear people, you hear people say, well, I, you know, I fall into depression every now and then, but it's not bad. It's not as bad for me as it is for some other people. I know both ends of the spectrum and everything in between. I have, I think we all probably do. I have people in my life that suffer with it really bad. I have people in my life that, yeah, they've run into it time and again. But generally speaking, that's not something they deal with. Some of us just can't. Some of us aren't fulfilled and satisfied by the tasks that we perform today. I really think that's what it boils down to. I think that's why these people that are so extremely busy, so just schedules filled top to bottom, always on the go. Those are always the people that are like, I don't, I don't believe in depression. I don't believe in depression. Well, yeah, because luckily for you, your brain never has a chance to stop and find problems that you can't fix. Your brain never has a chance to just be on autopilot and just search the database for every issue it can think of and just bring your entire spirit down. I don't know, man. That's kind of, my, that's my thoughts. That's, I, I've really been thinking a lot about that and I think it makes perfect sense to me. I'm really, I'm really excited to see what you guys think about this. Because as I was kind of working this out in my head, I'm like, man, from every angle, this just makes sense. It just makes sense. And I'm, I am sure I'm not the first one to say this, <laughs> you know, but it's the first time I've heard of it. It's the first time that that thought has crossed my mind. So hopefully, you know, hopefully this helps some people because 
even even in today's world, even in the madness that is today's world, perspective perspective is still king. Like I just said, the people that the people that have a schedule filled top to bottom every day and don't believe in depression, <clears throat> whether or not what I'm saying is the reason, their perspective is they're not depressed. That's all that matters. They're living their life and they're not depressed. They're happy. They're not just happy. They're accomplishing things, whether or not they have actual value to humanity that, you know, I think we're, I think we're well beyond that at this point, but their lives are going to be full. Their lives are going to be full. Now, do I believe more, more than not, more often than not, I think people my age, maybe even my parents' age, I don't know, somewhere around us and moving forward, whether or not you manage to stay so busy you don't see it your whole life. I do believe at some point, at some point, everybody, before their time is up, before their clock runs out, I just, I can't, I can't imagine how they wouldn't at some point have the realization like, wow, I spent so many years doing nothing with this life. And now I have no idea what comes next. Man, I wish I would have done things differently. Man, I wish I wouldn't have dedicated my entire life to things that it's none of it's coming with me. None of it's coming with me. Not these clothes I'm wearing, not not the business I dedicated my life to, not none of it. None of it. Not the politics that I I let rule my headspace. Not trying to make everybody believe that I was I was born with the wrong private parts. None of it's going to matter. You're going to wake up one day and you're going to just... The, the only thing that's going to matter is the people that are there with you or the people that you can reminisce about. The people that... The relationships, man. Like I just said, number one, relationships. Number two, adventure. And then worry about, you know... Like I said, the tasks and all of those things, goals, it's, of course, it's important to have that stuff. I feel like that is all what we are. Now, it doesn't represent what it used to. Our goals today look vastly different than they once did. Everything looks different than it once did. Not all of it's bad, but... You know, not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but I mean, a lot of it is. A lot of it is. And if perspective is everything, which I think we can agree on that. If perspective is everything, then the only thing that matters is what it takes for you and only you to be fulfilled on a day-to-day -day basis. You know? I think if you can truly now, not, not just saying it, okay? If you're truly doing it, there's no reason for you to say it.
if you can truly make your relationships number one. And don't don't lose sight of the fact that you're driving the same roads back and forth every day. And, and just kind of remembering to to continue exploring and explore with people that you love. Explore with those people you're building relationships with. Go make new relationships. You know? Affect, affect more people. But I think if you're doing those things, I really think you're still going to get the most out of your life. Because although we spend so much time, so much time in our, in our slave role, as I firmly believe it to be, I still think there is so much that life that life has to offer. So if if you can really control your perspective, you can't lose. You can't lose. You can't lose. You just can't lose sight of the fact that money is not real. Money is money is nothing, okay? Money is money is nothing. That cannot that cannot it absolutely cannot have any bearing on your happiness. It, it just can't. Like I said, I don't care if you buy Earth. Earth isn't coming with you, okay? It's none of it matters. The only thing that's going to matter when you're on your way out is the people, the people, the relationships, the things that you've seen, the, the Earth that you've that you've touched, you know? The grass that you've run your fingers through, the, the water you've jumped into, all of those things. All the different cultures you've explored and people and food. I didn't mean to say people again, I meant to say food. But you guys get what I'm trying to say here, I think. You know? Um, believe it or not, the one person I heard talk about something similar to this was a comedian who... By first glance, by first listen, you would think is a total doofus. He's a lot smarter than he lets on, though. And his name is Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn, I'm sure you know who he is. Most of you, anyways. Very, very funny. Extremely funny. A little vulgar, a little off his rocker, wacko, incest, southern family kind of uh, humor. Which I just, as a mainer naturally gravitate towards you know um but yeah i don't know what do you guys think what do you guys think do you agree that this absence of the hunt <clears throat> the absence of the hunt has really led us to where we are i it just makes a lot of sense to me. It, it makes a lot of sense to me. Much like we can't control our natural desires for anything else in life. You know, you wonder why it's hard for us to, just as another example, why is it so hard for us to, to stay in shape, for us to, to not eat too much? 
Because what we are is a species that has always had to try really hard to get food and sacrifice things and work just invest so much time and energy into getting food and knowing that once we get that food we don't know for sure when that next meal will be that's what we are that's the species that we are so of course with unlimited access to food now we have to suppress that desire that natural instinct now we have to suppress that natural instinct and, well, go on diets, stay away from foods and exercise. Things that are supposed to be just naturally what we do. It's supposed to be just naturally what we are. Now, there's no hunt anymore. There's no hunt anymore. So some people can't suppress that desire. So just like people cheat. Because of that natural instinct, they also get super overweight. It's the same principle that they can't suppress that desire to, to taste that food, to eat more. And every everything is blamed on the mental state. Well, yeah, it is the mental state. But why? Why is everybody so depressed? Because we're not living what we're supposed to be living. Doesn't that make sense to you? Doesn't that make sense to you? And, you know, people that can't conform to these just insane fantasies that are being driven down our throats today. Well, I mean, some of them depending on perspective, yet again, some of them just can't cope and snap. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, I have some family members that get super invested in politics I have some that don't care. I have some that used to be really invested and now don't care. I I can't even stress this enough. I don't care. I don't care. If you believe whatever face we pick to see on TV actually matters for our lives, you're you're completely missing the point. And don't get offended by that. Just just think about what I could mean. Think about think about what you're actually fighting for, what you're getting so worked up about. Think about it. I see all of these things in the same light, man. I've said that to you guys from the very beginning. And I think this whole absence of the hunt just it was kind of like a light bulb moment because it really helped me it helped me, if not to anybody else, it definitely helped me rationalize where we are to myself. Because I've always, I think I said this recently, but I've just, I've seen these problems, but I've never been able to figure out why. Why would somebody want this, you know? 
Like, what are they gaining from this? And I don't even think it's about that. <laughs> I really don't. I think it's just our instincts, our desires, what we are, is so suppressed and so lost among us that it just comes out in these crazy ways. You know? People, these young kids have no no idea what it means to i wonder if so-and-so's home to go hop on your bike and ride six miles down the road just to see if they're home oh they're not home well i'll ride back home and come back later and check that you know life life was more fulfilling because we were there was more of a hunt that hunt was that that sense of adventure and accomplishment and just task-oriented lifestyle it was way more present then these kids man they want to know if their friends home well pick up your thumb why go visit each other just if you both pick up your thumb well now you can look at each other on your screen and talk for hours don't have to go anywhere don't have to turn a single pedal don't have to put on a shoe there's no hunt so you take away the hunt, and all you're left with is that desire. <clears throat> all you're left with is that empty feeling and the desire, the urge for that hunt. <clears throat> and of course it's going to come out in crazy ways, in all these different subtopics of the main issue. Of course! These kids are just starving to, to have something to fight for, something to hold on to. And then depression starts turning into these wild fantasies, these wild ways of thinking. You know, when do you, when do you think, I know it's been around for a while. I know it's been around for a while, but when do you think the first time somebody was born as a certain gender and felt like they were born in the wrong body? And at what point did we stop looking at that as something mentally mental health related? I'm I'm sorry, but anybody that hates their hates themselves, hates their body. I, I, that's that's up here, man. I'm I'm sorry. I know what that's like to hate yourself. I know what that's like. Not because of my genitalia, but I know what it's like to hate myself, to, to just want to get out so badly, but care about the people in your life so much that you would never make them go to your funeral by choice or something like that. You know what I mean? I know what it's like to hate yourself. I know what it's like. And the measures that you would take to get away, to get out of that headspace. I'm not saying that's the case for everybody, but that's that's my belief. That is my opinion on what leads, more often than not, a majority of people that go that route. And now, now we're having these intense, heated discussions at these massive conferences about, is gender binary? Gender is non-binary. Like, now we're just literally making things up. I'm You, you are making things up. 
I'm 34 years old, right? I can't identify as a 65 year old so that I can get, you know, so that I can retire and get uh, social security, right? Well, I also can't magically change what I am. I can't, I can't just, well, I'm a girl now. Because when I die, a hundred years from now, when an archaeologist digs up and finds my bones, oh, this was a man. This was an American man, blah, 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 or whatever. You can, you can make up whatever you want, but you are who you are. You're so much better off working on that and finding the beauty in who you are. Because it's who you are is beautiful. Who you are is beautiful, man. Stop listening to these people that affirm your belief that you're so hideous and you were in the wrong body and blah, blah, blah. If nobody, if nobody confirmed that for you, if nobody agreed with you, the chances that you would latch on to that thought and just go so extreme with it, it, it drops to like 0.01% or, you know what I mean? It has to. We're social creatures. That is what we are. You crave that, that acceptance, that, that affirmation. Oh boy. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think about all this though. Um, really. I, I'm definitely curious. Definitely curious. But I, you know... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I know that it doesn't change my, uh, having this sort of light bulb moment doesn't really change anything for me, except it just helps me realize why we are where we are, which in itself is is comforting in a way it's it's sad it doesn't change the fact that you know we're still heading down the road we're heading down but it really helps me find comfort in the fact that i feel like i can be a better dad i feel like i can raise my three kids to be more equipped for this world just by adopting this thought process by by really teaching them teaching them the ability to control your own perspective you know the ability to step back from a situation or whatever and just evaluate your perspective and and the ability to 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 manipulate it you know Literally, I feel like you have to be a master of manipulating your own perspective to live a fulfilling life today. You have to, because man, if you're involved in society at all, something, so you, there's no way you agree with everything. I mean, there's two sides to all these wild topics that we talk about. So there's always an opposing side, right? 
but you have to be able to, yeah, you just have to be able to find a way I'm always trying to find a different way to say things in case somebody isn't picking up what I'm putting down. But in this case, I mean, it is what it is. It's kind of, it's kind of black and white, man. Perspective is everything. The guy that's going to work every day and just hates his life because... He doesn't want to be there, you know? He didn't want to buy that new car that now he needs to make more money to afford the payment for and blah, 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 blah. Versus the other guy that's just happy to be alive. I've literally been... I've been the happy guy working directly beside the miserable hates everything guy. I mean, I work construction most of my life. So I have been in that exact situation. That literal situation. I can't even tell you hundreds of times, probably hundred. Well, definitely hundreds and hundreds of times. And the only difference is how we looked at our days, how we looked at, like, I, I looked at every day on those job sites as a great place to build relationships, a bunch of blue collar guys, a bunch of guys that are there working for their families, you know? We don't, injuries aren't even, we get hurt every day. We hurt ourselves every day, multiple times a day. It's just, you know, laugh it off, keep, I don't know, man. Just that sense of, uh, oh man, that sense of self-worth. Don't, don't worry about, well, I'm just making him a whole bunch of, I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. All these guys that are so miserable the main thing you hear come out of their mouth, well, I'm just here making so-and-so, making them rich. Oh, just making the man rich. Just making them rich. Making a, everybody else rich. Who, okay, who cares? Literally, who cares? Who cares? Manipulate that perspective, my friend. That's the only difference between you and me. I'm working harder than you are. I can say that with confidence. I'm working harder than you are. I'm making less money than you are. I'm making all the same sacrifices that you are. Why am I really happy and everybody that's talking to me really happy and you're miserable? It's because of our perspective on all of this. Our perspective on waking up in the morning and coming in and, and what the day looked like. It's completely different. Now, that is really hard. It's, it's not easy to get to a place where, yeah, I just don't really care about things that don't matter. I just don't, you know, because all those things are drilled down our throats as the only things that matter. You know, well, you got to, oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to put this imaginary paper in an account and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I just don't care about things that don't matter. And I may never have a giant house, uh, a, a dream car. I may not. But you know what? I, I'm going to have 
the best quality relationships that I can possibly have in my lifetime with everybody that I come across. I can't tell you, I really can't tell you, or let me say it differently. Poor choice of words. I could literally on one hand give you all of my negative encounters in my life because I just don't look at it that way. I don't. I just don't. I I went into a I went into a store the other day and this the guy working there. <clears throat> you know, I've I come I also had a, a little uh five, six year history in managing a very, very big retail business. Okay, I was there seventy hours a week. I had fifteen employees, I did all the advertising, all the hiring and firing. I, I know what that world is like. So I was in a retail store the other day and I asked this guy a question. I said did you guys used to be down by the bridge down there? He, oh, pff, that's, uh, I'm not that shit hole, blah, blah, blah. He just, so, I was like, oh, no kidding. Oh, I, I didn't mean any offense. You know, I, I, I wasn't sure. And um, I said, did you guys relocate from somewhere else? And he just looks at me, I, I don't know. I mean, we've been in town for 18 years, so, you know. And he said it to me just like that. So I just looked at him and I went, <laughs> oh, no kidding. And I just, I walked away and, you know, if I could whistle, I would have been whistling. But I was just, do, 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 do. You know, I don't, I don't know, man. And honestly, am I hoping that he feels like a moron for doing, yeah, in the moment. But I'm also kind of hoping that he's like, man, I am taking this stuff a little too seriously. Man, I, you know, why am I such a miserable prick? I don't have to be. I choose to be. You don't have to be that guy. You are there on two feet, with two arms, with two hands, looking at me with two eyes, talking to me. You you, you have it pretty good, whether or not you want to believe that. You got it pretty good, my friend. I don't know, guys. It's just all about perspective, man. I think that's that's really the number one thing that we have to work on, especially in the midst of all of this insanity. You have to be very selective in what you invest your time into. I'm not going to change any of these massive... I'm not going to change any of the agendas that these massive social presences are driving down the world's throats. I'm just not. I'm I don't have the I don't have the platform. And even if I did, as we're seeing with some celebrities, it doesn't matter who you are. They will mute you if you're not on on board, so to speak. You know exactly who I'm talking about. I'm not going to go through the list, but you know exactly who I'm talking about. People that People that preach what I'm preaching don't get, you know, they don't get heard. They just don't get heard. And I know that, you know, I could, I could have taken a completely different approach with this whole podcast thing with my content. I could have completely come at it differently. I feel like I'm a pretty, you know, I have a pretty good head on my shoulders as far as knowing how all of this works. I see how all the massive channels get to where they are and the type of content they put out and what they do. But much like I couldn't, I, 
being happy in some of the jobs that I've had wasn't physically possible for me because of the resentment level that I had towards what our society has turned into. I just couldn't do it. I could not do it. And, um, you know, as I say that, I real I'm literally realizing in this very moment that that gut instinct that I'm always talking to you guys about that that very resentment towards all those all the the society things the money the the hamster wheel the politics religion race all, all of it that gut instinct has led me to right here you know, it's led me to right here, right now, in this moment with you guys. So I have to believe, no matter what any of my other beliefs are, I believe that I'm sitting here right now in this moment for a reason. I really do. I know it's not, I positivity in general doesn't sell, but I do think this message is eventually going to catch on. I, we just have to keep putting it out there. We just have to keep putting it out there, man, because people want to be happy. Generally speaking, people don't want to be depressed. You know, that's not what we are. Human nature is not depression. That's not what we are. We are the opposite of that. And it's, it takes some finesse and it takes some, some learning how but the possibility of living a fulfilling life is still very much so right at our fingertips. It's not like we just, you know, the world's crazy, so we throw in the towel, everything sucks, and I'm going to go sit on my couch. Bleh. Nope. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, like I just said, I know, I know with my personality and what I know about social media, I know that I could already be 10 times bigger than any of these platforms are for us. I know that. I know that. The blueprint has been out <laughs> since I was a teenager. It's very easy. To be completely honest with you, it's very easy. But I can't... I. It's that same resentment from working those jobs. I. I can't do that. It's not... It's not who I am. Who I am believes so strongly that what I am deserves more than that. And that this gift of life is so fragile. You know, that is one thing that is not a cliche. It is so fragile. Especially now that we're driving people to just losing their minds on a regular basis. It's just a normal thing that happens now. It's so fragile. So it's so important that we find that ability to manipulate our perspective. We, we have to. And then just, you know, proceed accordingly. Live accordingly. So I would much rather take 10 years to get to, you know, our goals and be true to what I am 
and who I am the whole time. It's not even that I would much rather. It's the only option for me. It's going to take a lot more time for me to grow in, in all aspects. You know, I'm going to really struggle monetarily. I really am for a while, <laughs> for a while, because positivity doesn't sell, man. It does not sell. And I know that I knew that coming in. I know that now. Positivity doesn't sell. But I don't care. I don't care because, you know, if I can help, if I can help people realize that perspective can be manipulated and that resulting in a much happier, more fulfilling life than they could have ever thought about having. You know, if I could help, a let's say a hundred people do that over my time. If, if I could do, if I could help a hundred people do that, that is so much more valuable to me than making a hundred million people laugh a few times. It just is. It just is because much like that first item on my vision board, that is change that continues creating change. That is change that continues creating change. Everything else is just artificial. It's temporary. It's, it's empty, you know? So I don't know, man. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know all your thoughts on this. Um, you know, I, I really appreciate you guys listening. I, I, you know, if you're still here, if, uh, you've listened to the whole thing, I just, I thank you. I thank all of you. It's very cool. You know, um, I don't care if it's, if it doesn't blow up ever. I really don't. Cause the fact is, I know that I have already helped thousands of people. And that to me is incredible, man. That is incredible. So the fact that there are still people that invest their time in absorbing positivity and wanting, just, just desiring and craving ways of living positively, ways of manipulating that perspective to allow for a happier life. I mean, that's everything to me, man. So I, I really thank you guys for giving your time to me and uh, this, this show that this journey that we've been on, I really cannot wait to get you guys on the phone with me and, you know, have some call-ins and stuff like that. That is definitely something I want to make happen. I think that would really add a very cool element to the show. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I really can't wait to hear what you guys think about this, though. Um, let me know your thoughts. And as always in the comments, you know, let's help each other out, man. Let's boost each other up. What, what, a I can't imagine a more rewarding feeling than somebody 
coming back to me and saying, hey, man, that, that you really helped me change how I was looking at life, change how I was living life. And you don't have to be in front of a camera and a microphone to do that, guys. You definitely do not. I have seen you guys help each other in the comments way more times than I can count. That's another reason why I do this. You know, it's community. It's it's relationships. It's number one on our priority list. And if it wasn't, it needs to be. Relationships. People. That is what we are. That is what we are. So anywho, I'm going to let you guys get out of here. I'm going to get out of here. I need some water. My throat is killing me. Um, yeah. There was something else that I wanted to say, and it has escaped my brain. Oh, I was thanking you guys for listening. And I will ask, you know, I know not everybody does this, and that's okay. I will ask, though, because I'm not, my ego isn't too big, <laughs> not by any means. I would really appreciate it if you guys all sent this to, you know, one, two, three friends of yours, family members of yours that you think would either benefit or enjoy the show. I, I would really appreciate it. Uh, by no means is that mandatory, obviously. Not much I can do about it if you don't. <laughs> uh, just you being here and listening to the very end is all is way more than I could ever ask for. So I appreciate all of you guys, period. But I've never done that before, and I, I suppose I should probably say some of these things and do some of these um, content creator rules of thumb. You know, so I will ask, I would love for you guys to share this, let whoever, whoever it is, know that this thing is on every podcast platform. It's on YouTube, you know, we're 18 episodes in and we aren't going anywhere. So thank you everybody for your time. I hope you have a fantastic weekend week, rest of November, blah, blah, blah. I will talk to you guys again. Or wait, will no, I won't. I won't talk to you before Thanksgiving. I hope you guys have a fantastic holiday. Have an amazing holiday. Have a great Thanksgiving with your families. Remember that relationships are everything. And that is a perfect time to take advantage of that. Don't worry about judgment. Don't worry about who thinks what of you. Just be you. Be you and make sure when you leave, wherever you go, when you get together with your family, assuming that you do, just make sure when you leave there that you, you can kind of run through everybody's names in your head and go, yeah, they all know exactly how I feel about them because you never know when you're going to see them again. Don't be too, too big or too awkward to, to just give a hug and just say, I love you. Really great to see you. You know? people man relationships let's let's do it let's do it all right guys
Um, I will talk to you next week, though. I guess on Black Friday, huh? For everybody that's not a patron. Uh, yeah. So, I'll see you guys then. Or talk to you then. However you watch the show. And, um... I guess that's all I got. So, I love y'all. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Stay safe out there. Saucy fam. Peace out. I love you guys. Bye.